0: Welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Hello and welcome to another podcast. Today we are doing one of the interviews with an industry expert, and we have the gorgeous Lucy coming on momentarily. She is a wedding planner, Blue. She is a wedding planner based in Wiltshire. I've worked with her once. I hope to work with her more because I just think she's gorgeous. She also happens to be getting married herself in a matter of weeks. So I'm really excited to talk to her about everything that she does and how she has experienced it sort of backstage. I was going to say backdoor, but I just feel like backdoor has has negative connotations, you know? Yeah. I just I just warned Lucy that we we've got a five-second countdown from when we start to record. She got terribly nervous immediately. <laughs> um everyone, I'm so pleased to be chatting this morning with the gorgeous Lucy, um, who is a wedding planet extraordinaire and a bride to be. How many weeks, how many sleeps now till your wedding?
1: Uh, we've got six weeks to go. <gasps> so I don't know how many sleeps. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure are you, are you into it? Obviously you're into it, but are you like, is that on the forefront of your mind or because it's wedding season, babe, why aren't you getting married in January? You're mental.
1: Well, I just thought because we're both summer people and I still wanted the weather to be nice. So that's why we, we, we've looked at September and I looked at my year last year and thought, well, that's the only time that we could probably do it. So, but it's, it's still planning. It's on the back burner at the
0: moment. Has he done anything towards um, it? Has he pla- has he had any input at all apart from proposing?
1: Of course, yeah. I think, like as a wedding planner, people have high expectations of me. Um, but I've said to Josh, my my partner, that I'd like to have him as involved as
0: much Did you as possible, mean it? just so. Did that, you mean it? Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Come on. But I suppose I suppose the the final sort of Decision. details uh
0: on me <laughs> do you must actually you must feel a lot of pressure planning your own wedding because people i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm very excited for the photos like i i expect great things i expect you to come in on a hot air balloon
1: no no hot air balloon Shit. but we have got fine we have got some like little surprises that people are going to be really shocked about i think people are expecting me to have like a specific wedding and it's not so people are going to be very shocked when they see it
0: oh my god that's so exciting oh my god i'm excited (laughs) i'm I'm instantly thinking like some sort of circus act (laughs) like a trapeze (laughs) artist not that far not that far so you are how long have you been a wedding planner are you a wedding planner (laughs) wedding coordinator what do you call yourself fabulous
1: so, wedding and event planner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've been doing it for fully self-employed on my own for two years. Um, and yeah, it's been amazing. It's been great kind of working couples. What were with you doing before? Couples. So, previously worked on private yachts for five years. So oh, like below deck see people keep saying this every time I mention it
0: what were you doing were you it's... like the cook or the cleaner or were you like the bit of fluff on the side for the Arab prince come on you can I was tell me skivvy.
1: Oh. <laughs> this is this is going to be broadcasted.
0: I have to be yeah. really careful what I say don't worry. only um... my mum will listen so don't panic you so you were the skivvy so what you like did every all the little rubbish jobs
1: so I was basically like service, so did all the drinks, food, uh, didn't cook, but a lot of, um, you know, the housekeeping, all the sort of back of house work. Um, I've always said I will write a book, but I will not publish it until I die.
0: <laughs> now, I I used to say that, but then I created a podcast, so I say it all anyway. How long were you working on boats for? Five years? Uh,
1: five years, yeah. So did that for five years, um, worked for many vip people um some that i can't disclose oh secret.
0: disclosure
1: yeah. i love
0: to
1: <laughs> um but i i mean i i met with a friend a few weeks ago we were talking and was it like below deck she says some of it is some of it isn't so i'm very much like it's not there's still a lot of drama
0: Oh yeah but that's like it's like a boarding school isn't it like you have enough people in a confined space and shit gonna go off
1: um
0: and I can imagine that I mean I very I think I've been on a boat like a private boat maybe twice in my life um and I haven't actually watched a full season of Below Deck although it's on my to-do list my very important (laughs) to-do list um but I can imagine there's a lot of little jobs to do a lot of finickety jobs to do and like you say if you're working for vips and sort of very wealthy people they expect a certain level of professionalism so i can imagine that really helps actually doing what you're doing now
1: yeah absolutely so like you say it's because you're working with sort of royalty vip guests mm. you have to have oh she that just threw of... out
0: royalty oh, oh well, she did i won't
1: say anymore yeah but is it royalty
0: um... like of some <laughs> obscure country that no one knows about that was made that- up in the Princess Diaries. What was that country? <laughs> I was going to say Azerbaijan, but that's that's a real country. That's a real that's a real place.
1: I'm gonna have to find that out now after this. But yeah, um, so yeah, it, it's definitely helped me sort of have that level of service and quality, mm. to, like bringing that to weddings and events. Because again, attention to detail vip you know top class first class Mm. everything needs to be pristine on the wedding day everything needs to run seamlessly and it was exactly the same when you worked abroad you know they had timings on the like they had like an itinerary for the week that you had to stick to you had to be finished it's it's silly things like food had to be on the table by a certain time and the the tables had to be laid out specifically so Mm. and and that really helps as well where it's attention to it's...
0: detail, isn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, I did that for five years um, and then worked um, at a five-star hotel as their wedding planner, which was really good. Ah,
0: yeah. And how long did you do that for? Was that during COVID then?
1: So it was before COVID <clears throat> um, and did that. I was there for about a year and then sadly got made redundant. And during that time of the pandemic... Actually, that's when I actually started my business,
0: mm.
1: and it just kicked off. It just went. It's just gone crazy since then. So, Isn't although that amazing? people, it yeah, it's it's weird how it all turned around, but it's S- good though.
0: So, when you started out, did you do everything yourself? I mean, I was like proper like, I trained, but then I was like right, set up my own website, set up my own Instagram, do all my own marketing. Like, no one's ever helped me promote myself. Were you the same?
1: yeah absolutely so again you say it's like your instagram isn't it and it starts with like zero posts and no followers and then you have to build that up then you have to get your portfolio so it's looking at working with suppliers that that are within your sort of style and creating these styled shoots and getting some imagery and getting that out on blog posts and social media. I mean I'm not mm-hmm. like you. Like you're very, you love like going on video Careful. on Instagram. <laughs> it's
0: true, I know. You, you, oh I love it. I overshare far too much, but you have a bit of a phobia of doing that, don't you? Yes. Of, like going live. Yeah. No, do, <laughs> you not know that is such a thing. People have like proper social media anxiety. My husband's the pit. He owns his own business and there's so much to be put online that people would just die for. And he just like, oh no, but it'll take me five hours to write a post. I'm like, yeah, but put your piss poor spelling aside. There's a lot here that we can work with. I just post what I think. Um, And what do you say about styled shoots, now that's interesting. I've only done one styled shoot and it was, do you know what? Apart from anything else, it was a brilliantly fun day like just to be around other suppliers and other people in the business and just hang out and and you do get some great photos from it is that is that a big part of starting out do you think styled shoots
1: it's part of it yeah um I think it's it's really important when you are starting out as a wedding planner you need to know your ideal client the style that you like and then it sort of then Mm. attracts that person that you want to work with so when i first did the style shoot my first style shoot was at or house and the suppliers that we worked with were absolutely brilliant i mean it was you go on pinterest and you create a mood board and and then you bring in all the suppliers to make it happen and it so just works
0: fun. doesn't it and it's really yeah, good it's fun, fun. Really it's so creative fun. so what's your you say about having your ideal client what is your style like You have wedding planners that specialize in sort of festival weddings, or abroad weddings, or luxe weddings. Where where do you sit on that scale? So I would
1: probably say like classic, elegant, fine art weddings.
0: Darling, I Um, said don't. I didn't say describe me. I said describe your ideal client. Well, you're classic and you're elegant.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Hardly.
0: I do you know what you're right though actually knowing you and your style and having been at one of having worked at one of your weddings that is how I would describe you as a as someone looking in is very classically elegant I wouldn't to say luxe I think kind of it pitches it at quite a high price point and quite a high level of clientele and I wouldn't so I wouldn't say that because I think you could do what you do for anyone with any yeah. budget but I do think that what you put, what you're best at is very, very classic, elegant, um, simple, glamour, but sort of understated.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, that's really important too, because a lot of planners have, they work with clients that have a big budget. Whereas I'm very much like, I will tailor my planning services to whatever budget you have, because I want the best for you mm. so and I think it's really important so a lot of people say luxe, like luxury but their luxury could be a luxury barn or a luxury marquee or a luxury venue somewhere in the countryside or a luxury destination wedding it, it, yeah. luxury is a very broad sort of definition I think
0: yeah, no, you're right. And also, one man—it's like one man's trash, trash is another man's treasure. Luxury to one person. I went food shopping this morning and treated myself to smoked salmon. I bought the cheapest one on the aisle, but that to me is luxury. I'm going to enjoy that later as the poached egg. I spent five pounds on my breakfast, and that to me is lux. That is a lux brunch. Exactly. <laughs> to other people, that's just whatever. That's a that's a, that's a Tuesday. So. <laughs> We um on the podcast before we've been speaking about when you get engaged, what do you do first? First, actually, do you know what? First and foremost, tell me, how did um Josh propose to you?
1: So we were in Cornwall. Nice. During the pandemic, actually. God, it feels like ages ago now. I um, know, it feels yeah. like
0: another lifetime, doesn't it?
1: I know. So yeah, we we were in Cornwall and um we he took me down to Tintagel. And it was a really funny story, actually, because it was very windy. We were getting blown away. The dog didn't look very impressed either. We were walking down (laughs) to Tintagel Castle.
0: Yeah, which in itself is a tricky word to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, God, should we just go back? You know, the weather's not great and everything. And he's like, no, come on, let's go. Like, really, like, you know, walking really fast and everything. Um, and we sort of walked around in like a little cove area, um, overlooking the sea, which was a nice touch. Um, and yeah, you proposed in like a little alcove near Tintagel Castle. Did he get down on one knee? He did. Yeah. It was really sweet. It was so sweet.
0: And really, it was just really you two sweet. and the dog?
1: It was. Yeah.
0: Lush. Who was the first person you called?
1: I called my parents. So I FaceTimed them um but it was really funny because Josh's dad and stepmom were in Cornwall and they came to meet us afterwards and took us out for lunch and we had champagne and just it was really really sweet that's nice it's
0: nice to have like that immediate moment just you two but then to have other people around you to share it with yeah that's so nice so we've, we've spoken about proposals like I said before and now in the recent episodes we've spoken about what to do as soon as you're as you get engaged so my first tip was that you should just chill the f out and enjoy it yeah because i don't i can imagine although i can imagine that you were a bit like me and as soon as you said yes you were like spreadsheets pinterest budget <laughs> taffeta or silk <laughs> yeah pretty much because you've got because you've got that mind haven't we we can't bloody help it um But that was my top tip, first of all, to enjoy it. And then I think it's important to have a conversation with just your partner with no other outside input about what, just a casual conversation about what kind of wedding you want um, before you invite too many opinions in because, boy, they're going to have opinions. Does everyone have an opinion in your engagement? It's crazy, isn't it? It's like these people become possessed.
1: It's things like, how many guests are you having? Where are you having it? What date? Did it... And you're thinking, we haven't even, you know, we, we want it. Again, I always say, when you... just just go and enjoy it. Enjoy the engagement sort of bubble and celebrate mm. with your loved ones. Have a party, any excuse for a party. Um, and then sort of sit down and, and then look at what you both would like. Obviously, budget <laughs> as well. Yeah. And number of guests. Because the guest list, that honestly, that is like, that for me was the hardest thing.
0: Was it? Did you, so when you had that initial conversation then, were you both on the same page? Were you both like, we want a countryside church wedding in England in the summer? We, so
1: our, so basically during the pandemic, a lot of things happened, family, you know, lots of... Mm personal things happen so initially we were looking at a country manor where we would hire it out exclusively and have like a civil ceremony on site Mm -hmm. and do it that way um then we were sort of we were looking at somerset we were looking at cornwall we were looking at all the areas where we we love Mm. um and then during the like during the, that last part of the pandemic, we sort of sat down and said, actually, we don't want that. We wanted it to be nearer to home um, and a lot more sentimental. So it's now where back where I grew up, which is like amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, it changes. You like it's really really important to know what you both want.
0: Because I don't know about, oh, I'm sure you're the same because we are as one. But when, especially when you work in the business, every time I go to a summer wedding, I'm like, oh God, I'd, ha- I'd have a summer wedding. And then autumn, oh, I'd have an autumn wedding. Winter, oh, I love a winter wedding. Like you just every, you change your mind constantly because you're seeing all these beautiful things at different times of the year and different stars and all the rest of it. So it is quite hard when you, when it comes to planning your own wedding to just to determine an exact style and vibe and time of year but it does yeah. you do have to decide that soon don't like like that's the first thing you have to decide really don't you think
1: yeah i think so i think like if you if you have got your heart set on a summer wedding then go for it because you know it mm. we are in england you know weather isn't always on our side but then again people love winter it's magical it's you know you have loads of candles and violet you know look at barns and things like that it's it just really depends on what you both like really
0: so at what point then would people ordinarily approach a wedding planner at what point because I feel like a lot of people maybe will have the initial conversation of um Oh, this is so much work. Oh, let's get in a planner. Oh, but what does a planner actually do? And are they just going to... I want to be involved, but then I can't. I haven't got the time. But then I I imagine there's a lot of questions around what you do and how you do it.
1: Yeah, so it, again, really, really varies. So some couples have got in touch with me literally a month after they've got engaged. um, And I then help them from sourcing their venue, straight through to the wedding day
0: itself so you do everything
1: um, everything I, I like to call myself the wedding PA
0: and oh your you're friend. you're more than that you're everything you're
1: everything you are everything hand to hold <laughs> mm. exactly. um but yeah and then some some people start doing their wedding planning and sometimes get a bit overwhelmed and then reach out to me halfway through and then I sort of fill in the missing
0: pieces that's Um, quite nice actually because i can imagine that happens i mean what what's the majority of 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 which avenue do people choose how many people would choose the full planning as opposed to the partial planning do you think on average
1: i think more with the full planning because Again, a lot of people who are planning—they have a busy life, you know. This, like, this is out. Like, this is my job as a wedding planner to take all of mm. it away so that you
0: don't have to worry about it. So, a lot of and so a lot of my do you think? Couple, yeah, sorry. sorry, I'm interrupting. You. Um, do you think that? I mean, who's your average client? In my mind, if I was being sort of naive and not knowing, if I was looking at it completely from an outsider's point of view, I would probably assume that. People who have a wedding planner are very sophisticated, wealthy people. They probably live in London. They have a full time job, probably in the city. They wear white jeans a lot, and they drink only but the finest of wine. <laughs> they have not time to plan. It's not the case. Wedding. Do you know
1: what I mean? No, it's, it's not Is the it case. Not? So, even... who? No, I th- I think like a lot of my a lot of my clients live abroad, um, and then oh. so for instance, American couples they come to the UK for. Their, des- their destination wedding um, or couples that have moved abroad but want to come back to England to to have their wedding with their family and friends. That's um, interesting.
0: I never even thought that. So you kind of are a destination wedding, but the UK is the destination. Yes. Yeah. I never even thought that about about you. I've, I've thought of <laughs> you in many ways, but I've never thought <laughs> that about you. That's really interesting. Have you pushed that? Have you, like, promoted yourself in Lanzarote? <laughs> Really?
1: No, I think it's just, again, it's just how it's happened, really. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my clients live, live overseas. Um, but then others live in the UK and, you know, aren't that typical client that is in london living in london and yeah. you know wearing the white trousers like you say you, <laughs> you know, know what i mean they're like
0: white jeans that like they have a child or if they do they have a nanny so nothing drops them them like those <laughs> white jeans are white at the end of the day they don't they don't even have those dirt creases where your like leg fat rolls um, i mean
1: some some of some of them are teachers some of them are doctors you know and it, some of them are just really busy have a really busy lifestyle and they just don't have the time to do it or they have just you
0: ev- don't want to yeah. do it <laughs> Don't well that's what i was going to say have you ever had a couple be like look i want to get married my family wants this huge great big hoo-ha here's an x amount of money i can't be asked can you just do it have you ever had yeah. that
1: yeah I Oh my mean, god really some, some of my couple i always say when i first sort of have my consultation with them is that i always say you can be as in- as, as involved as much as you like. So, some people will just say, Actually, we don't want to. You just send some ideas over to us and then we'll just go ahead and book it and rock mm. up on the day and enjoy it. So, and then some people just like to be really involved and part of Is the planning. Is that quite difficult it?
0: though? Is that almost like too many cooks? Be honest. No, I quite be like honest.
1: it. I actually do, really do like you? it. Do
0: you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're apart so from, nice apart i mean it's it's very funny i mean i've got like I, I deal a lot with the mother of the bride a lot but recently i've had father of the father of the bride father of the groom which i find very testing not weird just no just really sh- unusual i think but people are getting involved.
0: more involved yeah i think people are getting more involved i do think as crass as it might sound it depends where the money's coming from I think if mum or dad are paying for any or all of it, then their opinion is heard a lot more than perhaps anyone would like.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, again, and that's this tricky. Is, yeah. Th- and this is something I, I always say, when you're when you are setting out your budget initially, you need to know, one, if you are paying for it or if you have savings towards it. Or if your family are going to be contributing, and if so, how much? It's a very awkward thing to do.
0: Did you have that it's... conversation? Have you had to have that conversation? It's so awkward.
1: It, it yeah, it is. It is awkward. But then when when your family offer, then it's it's fine, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. The tradition is is that your the the bride's bride to far- parents pay for the wedding, don't they? But that doesn't happen anymore.
0: Oh, no. I mean, I think it's far more common for the couple themselves to pay for everything, or the majority, and then maybe um, a mum or an auntie or something will say, oh, I'd like to pay for your dress. Or um, a dad or an uncle might say, oh, I'll pay for the um, toast wine, or I'll pay for this, or I'll pay for that. And I feel like if people say that, that specific... I will pay for this or that brilliant or I'm going to give you a thousand pounds or 10,000 pounds or 20 quid which won't go very far um then at least <laughs> you know for, but it's when people beef. are like yeah exactly I will pay for the uh butter that comes with the bread rolls but it's when people are like I would like to contribute and they look at you meaningfully and expect this great big sort of splurge of adoration or oh, hate the word splurge um and (laughs) splurge and you're sort of looking at them and you're like that's so kind oh thank you aunt Meryl that's so super generous what are we talking here like I need to know specifics (laughs) let's talk business yeah let's Meryl sit your ass down and let's let's crunch some numbers shall we because it's actually it's very kind but it's not helpful is it if I don't know what we're working with
1: it's it's a very I feel for I feel for any couple you know that has to do go through that side of it because it is very very awkward
0: (laughs) I've known couples I've known couples who's parents have said we would like to pay for some of it or all of it or whatever and they have said thank you but no because some couples have very tricky relationships and you know nowadays there's a lot of broken families so it's sort of oh if mum pays for this then dad will pay for that and then they will argue and it's all the family politics there's a whole different ball game um or maybe they have a lovely relationship with them but they just don't want that burden and that responsibility because it is a bit like oh okay well if they're paying then i might you know i they'll either offer their opinion more like we say or you'll feel the need to ask them for it so actually a lot of couples i know just sort of go, thank you so much, but no, we're going to pay for everything because then it's completely up to us what we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think when your parents do contribute, they do have a say in things like your guest list as well. So that's that's the other thing with a guest list is that your parents can invite their family and their family, sorry, their friends which
0: you well, it could, be, their family. It could be like them. a second cousin who gives crap <laughs> Yeah, exactly or like but, you know, i remember it, it, my it my dad was like we need to invite your godfather i can't even remember his name it's not you know <laughs> you were mates with him when i was born but i haven't seen the bloke in 32 years i'm 34 but I, it's just you know i like to shave some time off whenever i mention <laughs> my age um so as so that's interesting so then sort of um scaling back to the to the idea of what to do as soon as you're engaged so people can straight away get hold of you and you can help them from the get-go or um I mean I can So if it was me I can imagine I'd call you up and be like look what do you do you tell me and I would go oh do you know what well, actually I I can do it I can do it and you, you you know you're lovely but I can do it and then I imagine six months down the line I go I can't do it no 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 I can't do it so I'm gonna call Lucy because I can't do it do you get that yeah. do you get like repeat people coming back to you like
1: help me It's happened. Yeah, it it definitely has happened. But again, I I try and tailor a lot of things. So for instance, if people just want help with certain aspects, so they've just got engaged, but they can't work out their budget, basically, or, or or where their budget should be going to. So for instance, last year, I helped one of my couples finding their suppliers. So I reached out hmm. to a few suppliers and double checked their availability and then they then did their own planning for the year. And then I then came back in four weeks before and then did on the day management. So then I then coordinated the day so that they just had the best day.
0: That is so good because, do you know what, like you say, people are busy and it is, it's the it's the admin or as I like to call it, the webmin. That is yeah. just, it's so time consuming and all the emails that you have to send out and all the, it, you're right, that's really handy. Can you do that for me just in life? <laughs> I can be your life, lifeman. <laughs> Could you be my lifeman? My my life partner. What? Could you be? <laughs> oh, my God. I was listening. This is off topic now. But I was watching this morning, this morning, before I came on to speak to you. And they were doing their question call-ins. And someone had called in and said, I, some wedding expert, whoever that person is, and said, I think that bridesmaids is an old-fashioned thing. And you shouldn't have bridesmaids because it just adds drama and unnecessary aggro and and then one of the one of the sort of panel was like oh um in my experience no one ever likes their bridesmaids dress I've never known any bridesmaids like their dress I was like uh pretty sure-minded
1: absolutely
0: are but you having again, bridesmaids
1: yeah and I well I I hope they like them but yeah, I have oh, said be completely they actually
0: don't. I am making up this entire story as a backhanded way of telling you that they've got in touch and <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> they are furious. You, they feel disgusting. <laughs> well, it's tough. <laughs> well, that's what the other We've panelists were saying. They were like, yeah, they were like, I don't care if you don't like them. You, it's a it's a way of saying I love you, and so I will look like an idiot on your wedding day. But why would you want them to look like an idiot? Like you're not. No, people, I, oh, I don't know. But
1: again, some people, um, some brides say to their maid of honour, bridesmaids, um, go out and buy yourself a dress. This is the colour, and you go and find something that suits you.
0: I've seen that a lot recently, where people bridesmaids have done that. They've also wear completely their whatever they want, and they've just had yeah. a bouquet, so they're all they're essentially just guests, but. Um, they have flowers and they walk down the aisle. Sometimes they don't even walk down the aisle, they just got a nice bunch of florals. Um have you had your handy? Now I'm just talking to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh well tell me, tell me. We went to Parma in Spain. <gasps> oh. So my sister mm. This isn't going on the podcast, is it? Yeah. No, it's not.
0: Yeah it is. <laughs> If it's good, I'm keeping it on. Drew, keep it on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't keep it on, Drew. (laughs) Drew,
1: don't Um, edit out. So, so yeah, we went to Parma, and my sister planned it all. My sister's my my maid of honor. Um, We she booked a villa, and it was absolutely amazing. And it was really nice. There was nine of us, and. It was just really lovely. We we had like a cocktail night. We went out one night in Parma. Um and then the last night we we had a chef in that cooked us a meal. Nice. Um and yeah, it was really lovely. Really lovely. Did you have a and it was just nice. No, I I requested no strippers.
0: Did did you mean that request? What is
1: going on here? I know. See, everyone's like, "What's wrong with you?" I just it would make me
0: feel so awkward. So awkward. Like, what do you want to do? It's like going to see Magic Mike with the girls. And like, unless you're going home to your partner, what what's the point? I don't, uh, I don't get it. This
1: is what I mean. You have your stripper at home, don't you? So,
0: <laughs> Oh, sweetheart, you can tell you're not married yet. You give it a year, babe. You give it a year. And the only thing you'll be stripping are the walls. Okay. So don't you come to me in a year's time and you tell me. what married life is like. I said to James something last night. Oh, that was it. He was loading the dishwasher and I was like, you know marriage, you know marriage. And he was like, "Mm mm-hmm. He knew I was about to say something that he'd done wrong. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I was like, you know, there's just little things, little things in a marriage that annoy you. You know, little things. Basically, if you could just... When you when you move the squash, to, to have some squash, put it in the glass, maybe just put it back rather than just leave it willy-nilly on the side. Just put it back. Just just move that little inch further. And then he was like, what do you know? And I was like, oh, oh, brother, please. Marriage is my <laughs> Don't thing. Don't even
1: get me started.
0: <laughs> Would you like to see my reviews? <laughs> <laughs> Let's write a book about it. I know, I know. oh, I'm so excited for your wedding when are you when's your last wedding as a planner before your own wedding? twenty seventh of August. so I've literally then got a month um, oh, quite a long time then,
1: yeah, but obviously, there's still lots of planning for next year. Um but yeah, that's that's my last one. Um then we've got the wedding. And then we, and then I've got one more in November and then that's it.
0: And then when do you start again next year? Are you really quiet over winter or?
1: Fairly quiet, but looking at um, doing sort of um, photo work, like photography workshops and more style shoots and things like that for for the winter. Um, And then I start again from May onwards next year.
0: Love that. You'll be married. You'll be an old married lady.
1: Crazy, isn't it? Do you think it? you'll feel differently? Awesome I don't know. Oh, I hope I'm still the fun, the fun wine drinking person. <laughs> oh no, you, yeah, if, if there's anything I
0: can, if there's anything I can assure you, it's that you will be, you'll be drinking wine. You'll need, <laughs> Lots of it. you'll need all the wine. Yeah, you'll need all the wine, all the wine every day, especially in this heat. No, um, I'm very so much looking to. Yes. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. If you had to um, give the listeners of the podcast your three top tips for their wedding planning, what would they be? I'm putting you on the spot now. I didn't I didn't tell you I was gonna ask that question, so just I throw know. it at me. Throw you it out. Really there.
1: throw I, me off.
0: I, I know I didn't top, care. apologies. Top, top three top tips. tips. Tip tip top tips top tips.
1: So I would just say enjoy. Enjoy Mm -hmm. planning. Um,
0: Yeah. No, you're right. People get too stressed.
1: Yeah. Ask for help as well. I think that's really important. So utilize the people around you, like Mm. your bridesmaids, your parents, If if they offer to help or it could be little things like they could box up the confetti or help you with the favors or things like that. Let them do it. Don't try and... Put it all on yourself. Um, third that's one. a very
0: good one because I think that, um, and also that's a good way to keep costs down. And like you say, take that favor because people love to help with the wedding. People love to be involved. You know, Aunt Meryl, who we mentioned earlier, who isn't a real person, I don't know why she keeps popping up. But um, <laughs> if she offers to do your wedding flowers, yes, Meryl, you can do the flowers because she'll love it on the day. Go, Oh, I did those flowers, you know? Yeah,
1: very true. And yeah, it, it's just, it's really nice as well because they'll feel like they've been a part of it. Um, yeah. A third one, have a budget, please have a budget when you first start Have, your have you
0: ever had a couple that have kept within their budget?
1: With me as their full planner, yes. Oh, smile!
0: (laughs) 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 She's good. Oh, she's good. And that's like your tagline. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, I think I've spoken to so many people and I always say, do you have a budget? And they say, no, we don't. Everyone has a budget when it comes to wedding planning. Yeah. So... Just please have one because that will relieve you from stress, feeling overwhelmed and you won't go and book. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you if you find a supplier that you absolutely love, then book them. Absolutely. But just be realistic, really realistic.
0: Yeah, And that's what you want in romance, isn't it? Realism.
1: Absolutely. That's
0: what marriage is all about. Oh my darling, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today. Thank you for having me. I've so enjoyed it and I appreciate you. I would say I would say crack of dawn, but ten thirty to eleven thirty is hardly crack of dawn. There's no there's very little crack going on here. Um <laughs> we will speak again before the big day, but such congratulations and a huge amount of luck because it's just going to be amazing it will be epic and it doesn't matter about everyone's expectations because they're all there to support you and love you and you could literally you know piss in the wind darling and they'd still <laughs> they'd still it, love you
1: <laughs> just have a good party that's all that all that
0: matters just have a brilliant party thank you so much guys as usual if you've got any questions even for lucy you can find her on instagram i'll put all of her links um, in the bio below but if you've got any questions just go onto my instagram at not that olivia coleman thank you so much my darling have a good day thank you speak to you later bye, bye. i'll marry you is a podcast by olivia coleman The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee.